Hi guys, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show. How's it going? So we've got no Premier League, no Championship. So we've got everybody's favourite part of the uh, footballing calendar, the International Weekend. Um, I don't mind the International Break, but it's just this first one in particular, which I think people hate, don't they? Just as you're getting into the swing of the new season, then this comes along to break it all up a bit. It's just a bit annoying. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think this is everyone's least favourite. And yeah, how many times does it happen a season? Maybe five. Four, three, four, four, five, yeah. Yeah. So it's not really that many. It's just, as you said, Premier League's absolutely rolling in, you know, thick and thin, the games. We've got loads of stuff happening in the EFL. And uh, as Tom mentioned, we've got some League One and some League and a full fixture list in League Two to talk about. But yeah, you, you want a full domestic list to go through, don't you? So uh, that is what it is. We're, as ever with the internationals, we'll. We'll see what we can pick from uh, from this bunch. Yeah, we'll polish a few turds, I'm sure here. Yeah. So we'll we'll kick off by looking at the uh, Euro 2020 qualifiers. We've only got odds for Friday and Saturday, so there are games on Sunday and Monday. Odds aren't released for them, so not a lot we can do about that. So we'll just have to look at the Friday and the Saturday games. Um, this is going out on the Friday, so hopefully you can listen in time for the Friday tips uh there's more on saturday which does help but um then after that we'll look at league one and league two so the biggest game on friday germany against holland germany are at home holland away germany priced at 19 to 20 the draw three to one holland 14 to five i have one tip for this that is over 2.5 goals and the price is eight to 13 um the reason we like the look of over 2.5 goals is that not only do typically recent matches between these two sides have over 2.5 goals, they've played each other actually three times in the last year. Netherlands won 3-0 in one of those. Another's been a draw to all. And then Germany have won the most recent one, 3-2. So over 2.5 in each of those games. And also in their individual games, not just against each other. Um, Germany have had three of their last five over 2.5 goals. And Netherlands have had four of their last five over 2.5 goals. So two sides who try and play the right way, plenty of young attacking talent on show. And I think there'll be goals in this one, despite um, neither team wanting to lose it. Yeah, agreed. Uh, big rivalry this, isn't it? Massive rivalry as well. Uh, so there's that to take into consideration. And, you know, Netherlands uh, fallen off, didn't they? A couple of years, missed two international tournaments in a row, which you know, when I was a kid, uh, was absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. You would never, ever guess that that, that was going to happen, but, you know, it did. So, uh, yeah, they're kind of enjoying a bit of a resurgence. And I feel like Germany are a little bit the other way. I feel like they've had their their massive kind of big moment, right, winning the World Cup, and they had their kind of golden period and, they don't seem quite as formidable as the World Cup shown. And, you know, they've got some good young players coming through because at the end of the day, it is Germany. But, uh, yeah, seems to be like the gap is closing between these two. Um, yeah. Let's move on to a bit of an outside tip, what I have. Um, 
it it largely it is it's quite a loose tip but it's also something that i think is good maybe as an outsider so we're looking at the slovakia croatia game technically we've got the second best team in the world in croatia on display here um against slovakia who you know pretty much average to poor uh, european fodler i'm actually looking at the home I, side hang on sorry tom a croatia ranked second in the fifa rankings i don't know they just came second in the uh in the world cup didn't they okay yeah okay yeah 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 what a shambles yeah that's what i was going that's, off that's what i was that's going that's a gem yeah um i don't uh, actually if you're looking at the rankings, uh, the good old international rankings, Croatia, seventh. Um, God knows where Slovakia are, but now we're, now we're on the subject. I'm going to find out. 31st. Yeah, 31st. So we got 31st against seventh or whatever it was. <laughs> now, I'm siding with the home side. Honestly, I am. Uh, Croatia, away from home, absolute joke. Their last away victory, not counting the World Cup where, you know, both teams are away, basically. Their last away victory was an international friendly away at Mexico, 27th of March, 2018. Since then, they have had a mixture of easier away games and hard away games. Their most recent, uh, they've actually lost at home to Tunisia just to throw that in, in their last game, which is a very interesting result. They've lost away at Hungary. They've squeezed past Wales. They've squeezed past Azerbaijan. Lost away to England. Uh, they squeezed past Jordan. Uh, they've lost 6-0 away at Spain. In terms of away games, they ha are obviously not exactly firing on all cylinders. Slovakia, on the other hand, they've won their last three home games in a row. Uh, they have been against um, Jordan. That was 5-1. However, a victory over Hungary, 2-0 at home, and probably more impressively, uh, a 4-1 win over Ukraine gives us a bit of hope. Uh, in there as well, we've got 3-0 wins against Denmark. Uh, we've got a narrow defeat to Czech Republic and a victory over... Uh, sorry, a draw to the Netherlands and a victory over Thailand. Slovakia, home side, priced at 11 to 4. It is something that does interest me as an outsider because uh, I appreciate, you know, we're talking about Croatia, who on paper should win this, you know, win this game every day of the week. But the stats do not back Croatia on the road. No, certainly don't. Um, and talking about outsiders. I'm also looking, moving on to Saturday now, at Kosovo, at home to the Czech Republic. Kosovo are priced at 2-1 to one for this, so um, they're the outsiders compared to the Czech Republic, who are priced at 29-20. to 20. And I can't really work out why, to be honest. Maybe it's just the fact that uh, Czech Republic are classically a much bigger footballing nation than fairly newly formed Kosovo. Um, not really many star names in the Kosovo lineup. The most well-known two are probably uh, Chalina for Swansea, Muric, the Man City goalkeeper who's on loan at Forest. But Kosovo haven't lost in the last 14 games. They're on a very, very good run of form. They're very tough to beat. You know, like those 
Balkan countries, Croatia, Serbia, Montenegro. They're tough. It's a tough, tough place to go. They've got some very talented footballers, despite not being big names on paper. Um, and despite the fact that Czech Republic have started their qualifying well, they mainly get their wins at home. We saw when they came away to Wembley against England, they got absolutely panned 5-0. They've also lost away at Ukraine um, in the Nations League prior to that as well. So their away form is not that strong. Um, Kosovo is a tough place to go. I think 2-1 to one is an excellent little outsider for Kosovo. Yeah, not many players I've heard of. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Czech Republic, I remember the, the Nedved Raziski days, Jan Koller, Petr Cech, they're long gone. Yeah. Long, long gone. Yeah, they're a poor side these days. Yeah, yeah. Double chance, by the way. Double chance, if because we like a bit of double chancing. Eight to fifteen, Kosovo yeah. or draw. So I definitely, definitely cannot see Czech Republic going away and getting a win. So Kosovo or draw, if you want the safety net, eight to fifteen. Great price. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to have a look at another kind of, uh, you know run of results and a pattern that I think I'm going to follow. Um, it involves Slovenia this time and Poland. So Slovenia and Poland in Group G. Poland currently top the group, 12 points for games, four wins. Uh, Slovenia uh, currently in fourth behind Israel and Austria. Uh, they have won one, drew two, and lost one of their four games. Uh, I'm siding with the away side here, Poland, 6-5. to five. Uh, Poland haven't lost in their last five games, and they have won all of their last four games. Uh, Slovenia have played six games at home without winning. That includes games against Macedonia, against Norway, Cyprus, uh, Bulgaria, Belarus, Scotland. You have to go back to the 4th of September 2017 for their last home victory. That was against Lithuania in a World Cup qualification match. <laughs> Not exactly pulling up many trees at home. Poland, on the other hand, as I mentioned, they have uh, won their last four games. A home win against Israel, 4-0. An away win to Macedonia, home win to um, Latvia. Probably the most impressively, uh, these two results coming up uh, beat Austria, uh, one of their big rivals in that qualification group, 1-0 away. So Poland, for sure, for me, looking like the stronger side. Uh, got some good firepower as well. Piontek and Lewandowski uh, on fire so far in the Euro qualifiers. Lewandowski, 2-4. Piontek, 3-4. You can get Poland at six to five. Lovely pronunciation. <laughs> Beyond, well, I've got some Polish friends, yeah. actually. And uh, I used to call him Piatek. And they told me his, yeah, his name's Piontek, apparently. So if anyone's listening from Poland, I hope you enjoyed my pronunciation. Yeah, that's completely off topic. But um, I was watching Match of the Day <laughs> last week. I never realised yeah. that... The West Ham forward, who I thought was called Sebastian Haller, is called oh, no. Aller. Aller, yeah, silent H. Yeah. Aller. Aller. Yeah, yeah, I know. Rid ridiculous. That just goes to show how, how Midlands you are, to be yeah. honest. Sebastian yeah. Haller. 
Alan. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, back on the uh, Poland uh, situation. Sorry, I forgot to mention that's a Friday night game. Just FYI. Is it? Okay, cool. Jumping yeah. around a little. Friday. Um, okay. Just a little bit. Bring it back to Saturday again then for me. Um, let's look at England, Bulgaria. Of course, England are massive, massive favourites to win this, as you'd expect. They are 1-12 to 12 on the nose. I was trying to get some kind of value out of this game. It's very hard to go by. Um, a couple of things I've found. Again, the price isn't great, but in comparison to everything else, it's, it's all right. So over 2.5 goals is four to nine. Um, England have played two games in this qualification. They've beat, sorry, and they've scored five on both occasions. Um, the, the other thing I looked at is England to score in both halves. That's four to seven. So again, you'd expect playing at Wembley, England will get plenty of goals against the Bulgaria side who don't really offer much, to be honest. Um, they're winless in their last seven games in all competitions. So you'd expect a, a thoroughly comfortable England win. So over 2.5, you could see England getting a 3-0, a 4-0, maybe more. And then also probably scoring in both halves. So, Yeah, agreed. Um, a front three, I really hope, well, a front, yeah, a front three, I really hope to see is Harry Kane, Jadon Sancho, Raheem Sterling. Whew, that that is just tantalizing stuff. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, it is, isn't it? And that's with Rashford, Callum Wilson on the bench, Madison, Lingard, who I think is crap. Um, yeah, Mason Mount, Barkley, all all those just not even mentioned. So yeah, very confident in England and qualifications are thing, in, aren't in it? We're the best in yeah. the world when it comes to qualifying. Yeah, excellent at qualifying. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, I, I think maybe um, you know the both teams to score. Uh, sorry, uh, England scoring both halves is is probably you know where to go. Um, Bulgaria, Tom. Mm. Um, they have seven of their last eight games. They have found the back of the net, and seven of their last eight games have been both teams to score. So the only thing I had down here, something I read out often on the podcast, England to win, Bulgaria, uh, England to win, and both teams to score. Little outsider, not sure how confident I am in it, but nine to four. Uh, I think if you have a look at the England squad, uh, Wambasaka is out, obviously. Um, not blessed centre half, really. Yes, we have the most expensive defender in the world, but I think that's you know kind of just inflation, to be honest. I don't think Harry Maguire is the best centre defender in the world, and um, yeah, partnering him, Michael Keane, Joe Gomez, Tyro Mings, hmm, not doesn't fill me with confidence that. So you know, Bulgaria scored seven of the last eight games. If you fancy them to get on the score sheet which you know is not it would be quite England of us to let one in uh, 9 to 4 is the price on that if you fancy it I don't no way alright well you know I was just, just having a look at some value I was just looking at some value right where I can think you might be able to find a bet 
better than one to twelve. <laughs> um, so give me a fr- give me a bloody break. Anything else you like the look of from the, the Saturday Euro qualifiers? No, I hate it. Move on. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Um, France Not barking good. down the same tree as the England to score in both halves. France against Albania. France at home. For France to score in both halves, it's slightly better priced. It's four to six, so if you do fancy that, um, it's potentially something that you can take from that game as well. Uh, but we are trying to draw some blood from a stone with these qualifiers, so let's move on to League One, shall we? Yes, let's move on to League One. Uh, very big game in League One this weekend. Um, one of the biggest in the division, and that's Milton Keynes Dons against AFC Wimbledon, um, a rivalry like no other, really, in football. It's a very, very uh, unique rivalry when, you know, one club is moved and the history is kind of ripped out and then the other team has to relocate, well, not relocate, the other team has to start again. Um, Stadium MK is the venue for this one. I am obviously more of a Wimbledon man than I am of an MK man. But unfortunately, uh, sentiment cannot come into gambling. Wimbledon haven't won in the last nine games. Uh, They have lost three matches in a row. Uh, They are 21st at the moment. Um, They have just got the two draws from their six games and zero wins. It's not looking good. Milton Keynes Dons, uh, newly promoted, remember. Uh, they are in 15th, and they'll be pretty happy with their start, um, especially at home where they've won two of three. Um, they've won two of five in total. I'm going to side with MK Dons here. Um, they are priced at 17 to 20. MK Dons have kind of won one, lost one, won one, lost one, so... You know, it's not really their consistency I'm leaning on. It's it's how bad Wimbledon have been. Yeah, I can see why, definitely. Uh, Wimbledon, they've not had the easiest run of away games by any stretch of the imagination, but they have lost all three times they've played on the road this season in League One. So that doesn't bode well for them, uh, conceding at least two goals on each occasion. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a tough one for them, I think. Okay. Um, one more thing. I don't really like a lot in League One this moment, this weekend. There's not many games to pick from. The ones that are left aren't the best, really, are they? Fleetwood against Oxford. I like the look of Fleetwood at 23 to 20. Um, Oxford started very well. They won the first two games, but then they've absolutely seemed to have fallen off a cliff in the league, at least. Anyway, they've had a couple of wins in the various trophies, the EFL Cup and the Football League trophy. But in the league, away from home, not won in their last four games, uh, losing away at Luton, Blackpool, Bristol Rovers and drawing away at Sunderland. Fleetwood, on the other hand, in League One, have been unbeaten out of their five games, winning three, drawing two. So Oxford have got poor away form, Fleetwood have got very good home form. What really strikes me, though, is the head-to-head record between the two sides. They've met 10 times. Fleetwood have won eight. Two have been draws. Oxford have won no times. Um, Yeah, Oxford have failed to keep a clean sheet out of all of those games. Fleetwood have been the first team to score in all 10 of those games. 
So all of the statistics just lend me to to go with Fleetwood, even though on the face of it, you know, it's two teams who I'm not entirely confident in, but stats, head-to-head record, home form against away form just really lends me to Fleetwood here. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, for sure. Joey Barton definitely got Fleetwood going in the right direction this season. Um, got a bit of finances behind him, haven't they? So let's see what happens in the uh, season this year. But confident that they'll win on Saturday for sure. Uh, I have a game that I am going to tip, uh, a goals tip. So this is going to be over 2.5 goals. So the price is 43 to 40. The game is, yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting price. Um, It's Wickham Lincoln. So it's at Adams Park uh, or whatever the sponsored name of their stadium is. Um, they are hosting Lincoln. So looking at the games, Wickham, three of their last five games have been over 2.5. And in terms of uh, Lincoln, five of their last six games have been over 2.5 goals. I think both teams, um, especially Wickham, are a little imbalanced. Um, I think that Wickham are pretty top-heavy when it comes to their squad. Obviously, I feel like Lincoln are just a better put-together squad and, you know, are the better side. Lots of potential for goals. Um, Lots of XG uh, potential as well that I have managed to look at. And two sides that got off to a very good start. Lincoln, second place, and Wickham in fourth. And Tom, to be honest with you, it's. I feel like we're sounding more and more and more stupid as the weeks go on when we absolutely howled at Lincoln's uh, yeah, promotion odds. Yeah, I'm just accepting that we were very wrong. We were very wrong. Yeah, very wrong. Um, but, we can go that way. But yeah, um, 43 to 40, the unique price on over 2.5. Nice. I like that um yeah basically basically there's going to be goals yeah to sum it up <laughs> seems that way what should be no no <laughs> yeah although we very much hope not anything else from league one or shall we have a look at league two no, get me out of league one get me right. out of there okay so i'll kick us off with league two um league's starting to take a little bit of shape now we've been pretty uncomfortable tipping teams from league two in recent weeks but there's a couple I like the look of now. Uh, the first one being Newport County. They're currently sitting in second in the league. They're at home to Port Vale, priced at five to four for the win. Newport have they've had a tough start. They've been really, really impressive though. So they played six games. They've played Mansfield, Cambridge, Plymouth, Walsall, Crew, and Forest Green Rovers. So they played some of the top teams in this division um, already. They've been unbeaten against them all. They've got three win, three wins and three draws. They conceded two against Mansfield on opening day. Since then, they've kept five clean sheets in a row. Highly, highly impressive. That includes a clean sheet against Crew, Forest Green Rovers and Plymouth. You know, if that's not impressive, mm. I don't know what is. Um, I think they're going to have way too much quality for a Port Vale side who, if you look at the league, 
you'll see, oh, they're doing all right. They're in 10th. They've got nine points. However, all of their wins have come at home. Port Vale have been pretty poor away from home. They've not won a game. Newport unbeaten at home, keeping plenty of clean sheets. I think this is going to be a steady, unspectacular Newport win. 1-0, 2-0, but they'll get the points. Yeah, it's, it's very different to the Newport of last year. They've really tightened up, as you mentioned, not conceded since opening day. And uh, how many clean sheets in a row? Four, five? Five. Unreal. That's absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, completely agree with that tip, Tom. Um, okay. Let's, I mean, when, when we talk about away days, the kudos to the Exeter fans that travelled to Carlisle on Saturday. That, that, that is a right trip. But, but I think they'll be rewarded. I'm going to go with the away side here. Um, doesn't, you know, obviously I'm tipping top of the league here. Uh, Exeter made a great start. Um, they now obviously under Matt Taylor, really good start. They've won four, drew two of six, only conceded three in the process, sat top of the tree. Carlisle have started a little indifferently. They've only won two of six. Um, at home, they've won one, drew one, and lost one. Uh, they've been quite poor, I'd say. Um, throughout the season so far. Uh, one of those wins uh, in total was away at bottom of the league, Scunthorpe, who God knows what's happening to them at the moment. But yeah, um, at home, they've only managed to beat Crawley so far. Exeter are nicely priced. Um, they are 7-5. to five. The mood of the two clubs could not be more different as well. I think Carlisle are getting a little restless with the fact that they haven't you know, had much to shout about in recent years. And Exeter, although it's very similar for them, uh, obviously when you're top, everything's great. So, yeah. yeah, for me, seven to five, the away team. Yep. Looks a good price to me. Looks a good bet. Uh, okay, another one for me then. Plymouth. They're at home to Oldham. They're priced at three to four. It really seems like at the moment, home is where the heart is for Plymouth. Um, They've played three home games this season. They've been unbeaten. They've won two, drawn one. It's a way they've kind of come more unstuck. If you also throw in some cup games, they've uh, beat Leighton Orient in the EFL Cup. Scored two but lost against Reading, so no real shame there. They gave Reading a good run for their money, who are doing all right in the champ. And they also beat Bristol Rovers um, in the Football League trophy as well. So they play an Oldham side who are really struggling. They're down in 22nd, just one point above the relegation zone. They've got the second worst goal difference in the league. There's a bit of a bad feeling around Oldham last season, um, particularly towards the second half of the season after Skulls came, did shit, Skulls went, they carried on doing shit. Now, this negativity, everything that's gone wrong seems to, con- seems to have continued. Uh, they're looking very, very poor. They've just got one win this season, um, three defeats and a draw. So... I think considering Plymouth's good home form, they've got a very good squad for this level. I really like the manager, Ryan Lowe. Uh, got promoted, obviously, with Barry last season. I think they're going to be pretty good value for the three points. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Oldham. Oh, there's something going on at Oldham, isn't there? Surely. Yeah, there must be. Yeah, there's, must some, be. there's something's not right there. 
like first Scolzi to to resign or whatever happened, you know, so early, and it's just not for me. Something's going on there, a bit fishy. Um, but yeah, yeah, totally agree with your tip there. Um, I am going to go and read out my bet of the weekend. For me, this uh-huh. is my strongest tip of everything we've got on uh, offer this weekend. It's an 11 to 10 home side. It's Cheltenham Town who are playing against Stevenage. So Stevenage fans or you know fans of the podcast that listen every week will know that I think that their side is the worst team in the EFL right now. Cheltenham haven't lost a home game in League 2 since the 12th of January 2019. They lost 3-1 at home to Tranmere. Since then, they have played 13 home games and they haven't lost in the last 13 home matches. They have had a decent start to the season as well under uh, Michael Duff. Uh, They're sat in 11th, uh, a team that traditionally has struggled towards the lower end. 11th is Dizzy Heights for this Cheltenham side. Amazingly, Stevenage are not bottom. Somehow, uh, Scunthorpe have managed to be to be even worse um, than Stevenage. But for me, from what I've seen with my own eyes, uh, Stevenage are the worst side in the EFL. Um, for me, I'm going for the home team all day. Um, Cheltenham are pretty hopeless away from home, but at home, how can you not back a team that hasn't lost at home in the league since uh, January? They have lost one game in the cup in that time, and that was a few weeks ago, if you remember, uh, when they played against uh, Leicester in the Carabao Cup. They lost 2-1. Apart from that, immaculate, pretty much. So 11-10, to 10, that's, mm-hmm. my, uh, that's my number one bet of the weekend. Okay. I just want to throw something in there, maybe a, a little spanner perhaps in your I'm ready the weekend. To, I'm ready to defend it. If people pay attention to head-to-head streaks, um, you know, that those kind of head-to-head historical trends and not recent form and how teams are performing at the moment and the quality of the squads on a given day. Stevenage haven't lost against Cheltenham since 2010. Um, in that time, they've played each other another nine times. So Stevenage have won five of those nine games and four have been draws. They have a very, very poor recent record against Stevenage. But, you know, as you say, that's historical. Uh, do you know what? All I'm going to say to that, records are there to be broken. There we go. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, is there anything else you like the look of or shall we kind I of think wrap we should up? wrap that up. Uh, I mean... You know the league's a bit topsy-turvy yeah. when you don't fancy bottom of the league Scunthorpe to get beaten by promotion favourites Mansfield. So still still not quite yeah, still not quite right. So uh, let's review last week's bomb-proof trebles. So on my treble, I started off with Swansea leads both teams to score and, and Swansea, surprisingly, stole a 1-0 victory. They did. Uh, he did have Ipswich to beat Shrewsbury at home and they comfortably won 3-0. And finally, I had Rotherham to win at home against Tranmere. They were doing until the 93rd minute 
when Tramere equalised and it ended up being a one all draw. Yes. Very, very unlucky. Could have gone could have gone very different. Just one of the leads yeah. billion chances needs to go in. And Rotherham just needs to shut that door and uh everything yeah. is good in the world, but yeah, yeah. is what yeah. it is. For my for myself, I had I had Luton to beat managerless Huddersfield at home, and they did so. They won two one. He also had Burton to beat. I don't know who. Bristol Rovers. To beat Bristol Rovers, <laughs> <laughs> and they did so two 0 And uh, I think Stevenage may have heard me. They did bite me in the bum when I called them the worst team in the EFL but it's not going to happen two weeks in a row. Uh, they cost my treble. I had Macclesfield to beat them away, and it ended up being a two-all draw. Yeah, that's a shame. Macclesfield yeah. were leading as well in that game. I know, I know. Killer. On the joint, yeah. we had Ipswich, who obviously won 3-0. We had Luton, who obviously won 2-1. And it was that 90th-minute Tranmere goal at the New York Stadium that cost us the joint treble. Ah, oh, Rotherham yeah. just couldn't see ah. it. So frustrating. Annoying. Very, very annoying. Um, those trebles could have gone very, very differently. They were Massive. very, very close. The margins are so fine. So fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. But I, I'm going to propose for this weekend. Shall we do a joint treble? Absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to go for a League Two home treble. There you go. That's how much our confidence has turned in League Two. We'd go from not tipping anything to having three teams on the joint bomb-proof treble. Um, so first off, we're going to go for Newport County. They're at home to Port Vale, priced at five to four. We're also going to go for Cheltenham. They're going to break the hoodoo against Stevenage, 11 to 10 for Cheltenham. And finally, Plymouth at 3 to 4 at home to Oldham. Yeah, and £10 on that returns 82.68. Yeah, that's a, it's a really good price. Really it's good. It's a phenomenal price. Yeah. You've uh, twisted my arm there, haven't you, with the Cheltenham one? Because I <laughs> that I statistic to... with Stevenage worries me. It does worry me. But yeah. then we've got we've got the stats that Cheltenham haven't been beaten at home since whenever you said January. So that's a January. strong stat. Yeah, very January. strong. Only Leicester have come and and left the whatever the stadium's called <laughs> with a win. Um, yeah, I, I had to. Twist your arm a little bit, didn't I, with Cheltenham? But I think mm. it will come through. I think it will honestly come through. Um, really good, strong treble. Obviously, um, we only want people, by the way, to gamble what you can afford to lose. So, you know, if you can't afford to lose yeah. £10, don't put £10 on. Um, we don't want anybody, and you know, running into any trouble that way. Um do you want to talk fantasy football? Yeah, yeah, let's have a quick look. Um, I had a distinctly average week. Do you, know what, do you know what I hate about our league? Do you know what I hate about it? What's that? So I'm having a look here. Game week, four points. Average, 
57. Your score, 62. Right? Five points higher. So why have I gone down? Oh, I got 63. So why have I gone down again in the league? (laughs) (laughs) I've done slightly, slightly better than average. Not a lot, but slightly. And I've gone down. Yeah. I'm sick of it. Yeah. It's annoying. It's annoying because you look at the top of the league and you think you've done well, but then it just depresses you because it's like 60s, 80s. Some Luke Virtual's got 105. Um, you know, it's mental. The the point scoring at the top of this league is so competitive and so difficult to keep up with. So like they've all got a bunch of crystal balls. They all need to predict the lottery numbers, not the fantasy football teams. I know. I know. It's ridiculous, man. I'm on, I'm I'm bloody sick of it, to be honest with you. I can't Crazy. wait for this fantasy football to finish. I hate it already. <laughs> so, um, so the people at the top of this league, right, as a little experiment, do you reckon yeah. if they put, say, a fiver on every one of their strikers and midfielders to score a goal, to be an any-time goal scorer, do you reckon they'd come out in profit? I reckon so. I feel so. like they're so good at... They're so good at predicting who's going to play well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Um, uh, yeah, if you're at the top of the table, if you are one of Darren Venn, Dan Lynch, Sean McCarthy, Kyle F- Fitzgibbon, Dej Ratsnani, Luke Birchall, Dan Bell, Edward Redu, Jason Jarrett, Tom Bridges, etc., etc. My God. Get on those anytime scorers. You're spot on, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Where are you in the league now? I'm 113th, 118th, 118th. Bloody hell. I'm 178th. (laughs) (laughs) That is terrible. There's 195 teams in the league. Uh, Kudos to Yakubu Hassan. So he's only just started this, right? He only had one game week. So he's joined in game week four. He's on 67 points already. That's more than I've got in the entire, like, at any given game week. So he's not going to stay there long. Fair play to you, Yakubu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. We've got a couple more people due to join the league as well. So we're nearly up at 200. It's a highly competitive league, guys. And... Uh, let's remind you as well, there is a £20 free bet for the winner. Um, I'll put the league code in the podcast show notes and we'll also give it to you on social media. And I've just thought on the top of my head whilst I was reading that out, did we announce a competition winner on Twitter? No, no, we didn't. We just, we just forgot to do that. So <laughs> look out. Look out for, uh, we'll announce it this weekend. How's that? So keep an eye out for Twitter. And uh, yeah, we're going to announce the, uh, we're going to announce the winners of the England shirt uh, over the weekend because we forgot. We're so bloody organized. Yeah. But no more entries valid, right? If you entered in the time, that's it now, but it's cut off. Well, so no I'm one's going to come in last minute and take No, no one's going to come in last minute because I'm looking at it now and I can, I can write down all the uh, all the retweeters. So yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Oops. Well, you can announce right. that. Yeah, sorry, everyone. That was bloody awful of us. Nice and organised. <laughs> okay. Um, that's it then, isn't it? A bit of a shorter show this week because obviously there's not so many games, but uh, thanks for listening nonetheless. Uh, we hope you get some winners this weekend. We hope our joint travel gets, uh, gets you a winner. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yes, thank you very much for uh, tuning in, guys, and take care. Good luck this weekend if you put any bets on.